Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Welcome to On The Pace. It's Michael Guerin joining you here on a Monday morning. I hope your Monday has started well after a couple of huge weeks. Melbourne into the Breeders' Challenge Blue Finals at Menangle on Saturday night, racing in the Hunter and of course it was New Zealand Cup Week in Christchurch where the New South Wales horses and people did themselves proud, finishing second in the New Zealand Cup and the New Zealand Free For All. But closer to home, it was about the Breeders' Challenge two and three-year-old Blue Series Finals. They are Group 1s and they were worth $100,000. While they were all important, maybe the best feel-good story out of Saturday night at Menangle was the winner better be the best. Nathan Turnbull's first Group 1 as a trainer, as a driver, and fair to say, as he joins us now, it wasn't the most nervous Group 1 of all time. He won by 23 metres. Nathan, congratulations. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Uh, made in Group 1s don't usually come by the length of a cricket pitch. No, no, it was uh, very special, but I don't know how you could say it wasn't nervous. I, I felt it all week. Well, you might have been nervous all week, Nathan, but you weren't nervous in the run because he's a pretty good horse and he's come out and he's absolutely dealt to these horses. We'll talk about him in a second. What was the emotion like after the race? You had your family there, you had your wife Carly there, they had the kids there. What was that emotion like to get a group one for a hundy at Menangle on a Saturday night? Yeah, so many emotions all rolled into one. I, first one was relief because like I said all week, you know, you're a dollar twenty in a group one race and you know you've got the best horse in it, but the smallest little thing can go wrong like he did two weeks ago when he sort of buggerised around at the start. We missed the start, but um, we knew we had the best horse going in it, so I was reasonably confident. But, um, yeah, to have all my family there and see the emotion in the photos the next day and that, it was, it was uh, super special. Now, everybody who listens to, to Harness Racing, but even people who follow the Gallops, Nathan, know the Turnbull name, but some of them won't know where you fit into this massive dynasty of racing. Of course, there's Steve Turnbull before that, the great A.D. Turnbull. So who do you belong to and <laughs> where do you fit into it all? Yeah, I'm uh, Steve's eldest son and um, obviously um, A.D. Tony was my grandfather, so that's where I fit in. I mean, it's my little sister. So, um, yeah, it's massive, as you know, it's a great family to be a part of and um, to do something that they've all done before me on Saturday night was amazing to think, you know, I'm carrying on the Turnbull name. When you were driving home, I presume you drove back to Bathurst after the races, did did you think of your granddad? I'm sure you spoke to your dad. He was training there on Saturday night. But did you think of your granddad and the fact that A.D. Turnbull was one of the legends of harness racing in Australia, but particularly in New South Wales? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a religious man as much as he was anyway, but I did say a little prayer to him through the week and said, ride, ride with me with this one. You know, I, I was feeling the pressure. And, um, yeah, I said give me a hand with this one and help me get me home. So, yeah, I thought of a couple of times through the week and, um, yeah, on the way home and people ask, you know, how special it was. And like I stated just before, to do something that they've 
my dad and grandfather have done before me. It, it's amazing to think you sort of follow on in their footsteps. Many people who aren't involved in racing, Nathan, would think, well, I mean, how big a deal is it? It's a group one. I mean, it's, it, the, the money's not going to change your life. But is it that dynasty? Is it that, not pressure, but that wanting to continue what granddad, dad, your little sister have done before you? Is that where the real pressure comes from more so than the money? It's just, uh, like I said, not even about the money, just the prestige, really. There's nothing greater than to compete at the highest level. Uh, we do a lot of travelling around the bush tracks and every win's special for, from, you know, your little owners that have one or two that, and a win means so much to them because the money does help them out to this guy who just, um, like you said, was a dollar twenty in a $100,000 group one. So, yeah, it, it really is... Um, it's just crazy, really. It really hasn't sunk in. Let's talk about Better Be The Best. He's obviously pretty good. Where did you get him from? What did he cost? And what sort of horse is he? Yeah, it's a pretty cool story. Just the owner reached out of nowhere um, and asked if I'd have a look at him at the Gold Crown sales on Yelling sales. And uh, I went and had a look and said he's, he's absolutely beautiful type. And um, he gave me... a. Uh, sort of said go to 15,000 for him and um, he went to 15 and pretty quick and I said but it's not us you guys keep going then and then we ended up getting him for 17,500 and yeah the rest is history he's uh, been a pleasure to do anything with from day one and um, he really you know he just was easy to do anything with and to do what he's done in the first year of racing it's just um a crazy ride we've been on. Nathan, when you get a good two-year-old, your brain starts to wander to next season where there's so many races. There's derbies. There's obviously more breeders' challenges. There's a whole range of things that become available for you. What is the plan with Better Be The Best? I better, you better be the best because obviously you can't target everything. Yeah, no, you're right. It's a whole different kettle of fish. As a baby, you like to pick and choose a bit because you don't want to over-race them. And he's been pretty sparingly, like he's had the 10 starts, which is probably enough for a two-year-old. But he had a really good break through the middle of the year. He had a good three months off. And um, ideally, I'd love to give him a bit more, but he'll go straight to the paddock now for about a month. I would have liked a bit more. but um, And then we'll just sort of aim towards the New South Wales derby and hope he comes back and takes that next step. And then even later on... He's got the Gold Crown Carnival again through March, and, and that's in our home background, you know. So that's, at least we don't have to travel too far for it, but then it's a whole different kettle of fish after that. You've got Queensland Derby through the winter, or you've got Victoria Derbys, and then you've got the Breeders' Challenge Series again. So there's a lot to pick and choose from, but at this stage we'll just uh, really aim for the New South Wales Derby and the Gold Crown at this stage, and then we'll see what sort of ride we get taken on after that. Nathan, have you done much of that before? Because it's one thing to train horses at tracks you know, and to make it simple, that you know how to get to. All of a sudden, is it new for you to be talking about Melton and Albion Park, or have you had experience there before? No, not personally. When I worked for Dad, obviously growing up, you know, we travelled around a bit with... Um, our dad sort of did with smooth satin, but you met, we met a lot of cool people and um, 
So you do pick up a bit along the way, but personally I've never travelled. But um, like I said, with Dad, as a young fella, we've done a lot of travelling and all of that, and um, you meet a lot of people. So, yeah, to do, like I said, again, what Dad's done before and to think we might be doing it all next year, um, you just got to pinch yourself. He is obviously a very good horse, but you have another good two-year-old in the team you bought from New Zealand. His name is On Deadline. Now, he's been to Bathurst. He's had three wins there. People may think that's not so significant, but the last time he came from behind a good three-year-old, an escape artist, and was able to beat him. How would you compare, at this very early stages of their career, better be the best up against On Deadline, who we haven't seen exposed at the top level yet? Yeah, they they really are completely different horses. Like I said, uh, better be the best is sort of more bomb person and ready to go two year old. He he sort of done it from day one. That um, this guy's the new guy on deadlines come over from New Zealand and only ever raced back to front. And um, he's taken a little bit to get used to going our way of going, but he's one like you said the three races we've given and still learning all the time he was in the breeders crown but we decided to sort of bypass that we didn't think he was quite ready to go down and take on the juggernaut of clayton and emma stewart so we decided to just tuck him away and he'll sort of be mapped out a little bit same comeback and um aim for the new south wales derby and then um see what sort of ride we can go on with him as well after that all right, back to something a bit more close to home. Less travelling, but less glamour. Bathurst races on Wednesday night. It seems a fair way away at the moment. But do you like one, Nathan? We don't let people come on the show without at least getting some sort of tip from them. Um, have you got one you think can win on the home base on Wednesday night? Yeah, it's, uh, I've got a few new ones going around. Um, I've got a new Kiwi in, a three-year-old that we got from Tony Hurley, and um, it's been a syndication horse through Bassett Harness Racing Club, so I'm pretty excited to see what he can do. But um, probably a horse called Zaletto in race one. He's um, been knocking on the door lately, and he's got a good draw in probably one of the easier fields he's been in for a while. So he's probably the best of them. And then I've got um, Eurobeat and... Uh, Matt in and he's just first start for me as well, come from Luke down in Sydney. So there's a few there, so each way all night, but um, the one in the first is probably my best chance. How many text messages, handshakes or phone calls did you get between when you hit the line on Saturday night and and this phone call this morning? I'm I'm picking it's a number if you add it all three together, I'm picking it's a number north of twenty and it might be a hell of a lot more than that. Oh, yeah, no, It'll be up in the hundreds, I reckon. It's been amazing. We had to, we didn't get much time to celebrate. We got home at about two thirty on Saturday night after an angle, and we we're up at six thirty working horses because we had to go to Blaney yesterday afternoon. We had nine in, so the last thing we felt like doing was sort of going. But um, even you know, my wife said to the young child, "Today will be the best day to go because everyone's going to be wanting to shake our hand and congratulate us," which they did. There wasn't a person there that didn't come and say congratulations. So. Uh, yeah, we've been pretty busy and it hasn't stopped, but um, all the support and the messages, it means a lot, and uh, I thank everyone for reaching out. Nathan, I'll add my name to the list from all of us here at Sky Sport Radio. We love the fact that you're not only able to come on the radio and talk to us, but you've had your Group 1 success. It won't be the last, but congratulations on Better Be The Best, and thank you for joining us here this morning. Thanks a lot, mate. I appreciate it.
Nathan Turnbull, you can hear the joy in his voice, and he's um, the grandson of A.D. Tony Turnbull, the uh, the son of Steve Turnbull, the older brother of Amanda Turnbull. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a hell of a dynasty. A man who knows that dynasty very well is the champion horseman Luke McCarthy. And Well, Luke, you know the Turnbulls like family. Of course they are. Um, great to see Nathan get his first group one on Saturday night. Yeah, good morning, Nick, and yeah, so happy to Nathan to get his first group number, and that's very nice cult. It's probably, it's probably really unlucky to not win the Breeders' Challenge as well, so yeah, Nathan's team's absolutely fine at the moment, not, not just his good cult, the whole team's going well, so yeah, good, good on him. i tell you who else is flying, Luke, is uh, the Team McCarthy Open Class Horse, Spirit of St. Louis, or Louis, people can choose which way they say that, Returned at Menango on Saturday night. He was really comprehensive for Jack Callaghan. And he's heading toward the Inter-Dominion. Look, to me, he looks like he's where he needs to be. Um, where does, how does he look and feel to you? Yeah, that was just perfect for him. First up, Nick Jack goes in the treat. Just give him a nice soft run and he hit the line really good. So, you know, he, he's had a lot of nice ground work and... Um, just that run of fortnight out from the first round of heat is going to be going into the series, you know, really fresh. So, yeah, he looks like he's just in the right spot for For those who don't follow, follow the harness racing, the Inter-Dominion's head to Victoria starting Saturday week, November the 26th. They bounce around three tracks, then end up back at Melton. Luke, you and Belinda have the first two favourites, and they're very different types of horses. How would you rate... Spirit of St. Louis up against expensive ego uh, this far out from the series? Well, I think when they're both at their absolute best, there's not a hell of a lot between them. Um, different horses, Louis probably, you know, more experienced speed, but I suppose later in the production, he's made his best facility. Um, he's definitely a lot stronger, but the ego sucks to make his own luck and Okay, who drives who in the heats through Victoria before you decide on the final? I'll stick with Ego and Jack, Jack always drives through and done such a good job on him, so we'll just keep it that way. Uh, Ultra Orlando from the stable, he's back to something like his best form. Does he also pop down to Victoria? Yeah, we thought we'd be taking him. He's been going well. He, he won a free throw, I think, three runs ago, and he's a bit unlucky in the league since five, so he's just a great old horse, and never lets you down. He's always, he always earns good money in any of them sort of races. Another great old horse is AG's White Sox. He's won two Inter Dominion heats at Alexandra Park about three years ago. Does he get a trip? Uh, well, he's in this Saturday night, Nick, and then we thought we'd just see how he performs and, and then have a chat with the connections after Saturday to to see whether he goes for that or just keep him fresh for the mile racing in Sydney. Last year was the first time we've seen the Inter-Dominion heats bounce to three different tracks. That was in New South Wales, then returning to Menangle for the final. That's going to be replicated in Victoria. Did you learn anything, Luke, last year? A lot of people complain about it. A lot of people don't like it. Um, is there any different way you approach that hectic first week, or is it a case that if the horses are fit, healthy, and happy, you just line them up and do your best? Yeah, I think pretty much just common sense. Once you're fit and healthy, you just 
So they race three times in that week. They don't need to get worked at all. And just hopefully they eat up good after every run and just keep them nice and fresh and, and, and get, through this, get through that week. Look, there's a horse in your stable who completely confuses me, and I know she's got the ability, but I'm not sure where she's at mentally. That's Elder Baron Ravani. Was better the other night, running third in the open class trotting race. What's been going on with her, mate? She's okay, Mick. She's um, a little bit disappointing. She was flying last season, from five or six in a row, and she went down to the Southern Star in a couple of them races. It was probably a season too early. And we think it's sort of flattened her, and she probably just hadn't come back as good. So, look, hopefully now she can just get a little bit of consistent mile racing back again at the Manoeuvre. That seems to be more her goal, and try and put a bit of form together, especially when the best troubles are away at the end of the year. Luke, when we look at the fields for uh, for, uh, Menangle tomorrow, we don't see your name as often driving at the moment uh, on the Tuesdays and and at some of the smaller meetings. Obviously, we know you still turn up at the bigger carnivals. You have a big business out there at Cobbity. You have a lot of stallions standing there and a lot going on. Is it a case that you are now more selective about where you drive because you are running a business away from the race driving experience? Oh, not really, Mick. We just we just sort of haven't had a lot of racing at the moment. We cut the team down a fair bit, and um, Jack's such a good driver. We love to give him as many dogs as we can. And you know, I was forty last Sunday, Mick. So I've probably been there, done that, going to every race meeting for the last twenty-five years. So it's nice to just not have to go all the time. All right, 40 last Sunday. Did you give yourself a day off? Did you take Belinda out for dinner? Did she take you out for dinner? Or did you just park up and watch a bit of cricket and knock a couple of beers over? <laughs> I'm not actually into cricket. I like football. But, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, no, we've had um, caught up with the family and my sister and mum and dad and had a few beers. It was really good. Mate, your brothers, uh, Andy and Todd, are doing a stunning job in North America. And I know you're immensely proud of them. Um, do either of them, particularly Todd, because he's not married and have kids, do they pop home at all over the summer? Is there a chance that Todd's going to get away from the snow there in New York State and, and come home and maybe have a drive, or is he just going to pop down to Miami and enjoy himself? Oh, no, they'll come home, and Andy and Todd have always come home when, when they could, except for when COVID was really bad. But now they're planning on coming back for a few weeks. I, neither of them are keen to drive at all, haven't been the last in you know, the last couple of years, so I don't think they'll bother driving, but yeah, they love coming back and catching up with everyone. Mate, we saw New Zealand Cup week uh, at Christchurch last week. Majestic Cruiser did a super job for New South Wales. Um, there's other races, like the Race by Grins coming up there. Is, is that something which is now, with COVID more or less not restricting our travel, that you might have potentially in the pipeline for an expensive Vigo or a Spirit of St. Louis. Is, do, do those trans-Tasman major races now start to come back into play with the the lack of restrictions? Well, for sure, Mick, and like you said, of course, now with flights is doing now, how good Majestic Cruise is when it shows that the horses from Australia are highly competitive against the Kiwis. And, um, yeah, we'd definitely consider bringing one of those to New Zealand and, and probably one to Perth for the well, the identical race at the same time. Isn't that a bit weird? Isn't it a bit strange that we've ended up with basically $2 million slot races 
in a place as small as Australasian harness racing, and they're both on the same night. Luke, I, I must admit, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No, it doesn't at all. And, uh, I think other than any like, like Ben Trump and the situations around Bobby, and I know them in the change time slots back when Bert took it years ago, but the end of the million probably should be last, you know, after the last in March, and maybe then slot races could fit in, at, you know, straight after the New Zealand Cup when horses are already there. So, yeah, I, I think maybe we need to jungle and stop them races around because, you know, there's not many of them who, um, you know, gives everyone the opportunity to go with all of them if that wasn't good enough. Luke, I can't argue with that. Mate, we always appreciate your time on Sky Sport Radio. We're glad you got a new phone so we can bother you during the Inter-Dominions coming up in a couple of weeks. So um, yeah, keep the phone on, Luke. It won't be the last time you talk to us in 2022. <laughs> no worries, Luke McCarthy, who, along with his wife Belinda, of course, trained Team McCarthy, Spirit of St. Louis. Um, we should maybe have a poll on whether we call it Spirit of St. Louis or St. Louis. I looked it up online. Both are acceptable if you live there, so... <laughs> It's all in play. He's off to the Interdominions as favourite, and then we have Expensive Egos, the second favourite. So they were actually first past the post last year in the Interdominion, but lost it in the inquiry room. Did Team McCarthy looking for revenge in Victoria? The Interdominion markets for the Pacers and Trotters, both available on tab.com.au. We'll take a short break here on On the Pace. Thank you for joining us on a Monday morning. Come back on the other side and talk more harness racing. There's a new place to get it all on tap this spring, and it's in your pocket. The new Tab app has live racing, touchdowns, downtowns, the beautiful game, Australia's biggest game, our other biggest game, a bit of this, this, oh, come on, ref, and this. For sport and racing on tap, download the new Tab app. Gamble responsibly. Gambler's help, 1-800-858-858. Foreign-owned bookies like Sportsbet and Ladbrokes are taxed less than other Australian gambling products. Support our call for fair play. Visit fairplaycoalition.com.au for more details. Authorised by Aussie Fair Play Coalition Proprietary Limited, Melbourne. At Drummond Golf, we understand your passion. Nice roll. And that's because every Drummond Golf store is owned and run by a local who loves the game as much as you do. Yeah, it's come off the face really well. Someone who knows where you play and what you need. Oh yeah, looking good. With Australia's biggest range and expert knowledge. Great. Now let's try that putter with this grip. So if you want to improve your game, see a local expert at Drummond Golf. Need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand with a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options, Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Get a Toyota forklift. for the most exciting two minutes in sports. The very best of U.S. racing seven days a week. Looking at Lee, can't catch always dreaming, who's the 143rd winner of the Kentucky Derby. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. 
This National Recycling Week, it's time to remember that waste really isn't waste until it's wasted. In fact, much of what we throw out is made up of valuable materials that we can keep out of landfill by making smart choices. So keep your recyclables loose and out of plastic bags. Take old electronics to drop-off locations for recycling and compost your food scraps. Find out more information on how you can get involved and make a positive difference at nationalrecyclingweek.com.au. Welcome back to On The Pace. It's four minutes to 11 here in Sydney as we look forward to a huge racing week again. We have more million-dollar gallops races around the corner. On the harness race front, though, let's talk about what's going to happen next because we're all catching our breath. The Breeders' Challenge Regional Series will start shortly in New South Wales. Before then, we have racing out of Bankstown today. Tab.com.au have the odds. First race there slightly later than usual. That's at 12 minutes past two. Tomorrow we head to Menangle for the usual day meeting. Then Young race tomorrow night. And Bathurst have their usual Wednesday feature coming up first race there on Wednesday. We'll preview that on On The Pace on Wednesday morning. Goes at 12 past six. With the Inter-Dominions, a whole bunch of New South Wales horses will head to Victoria. They go to three regional tracks racing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. Then the finals are at Melton on December the 10th. So there is three rounds of heats for both the Pacers and the Trotters. You've heard the market for the Pacers, Spirit of St. Louis at 4.5, Expensive Ego at $5. Then we have a Victorian Defender, shall we say, because the series is down in Victoria. That's Better Eclipse at $9. And Majestic Cruiser, who is outstanding in Christchurch for Cup Week, he'll need to travel via transporter from the South Island of New Zealand to Auckland. That's about a day and a half trip with a break in between. He'll then get on the plane next week and he'll fly direct, I believe, to Victoria. He'll be joined there by I Cast No Shadow, who is excellent winning the Len Smith Mile recently. So Majestic Cruiser and I Cast No Shadow to represent New South Wales, along with Spirit of St. Louis and Expensive Ego. New South Wales has four of the five favourites for the Inter-Dominion Pacing Championship. The Trotting Championship is vastly different, and here's why. The favourite for the series for a long time has been Bolt, for brilliance. Now, he raced last week at Addington, was very poor on the Tuesday, was scoped immediately after that defeat and found to have a lot of gunk and mucus in his lungs and in his airway. He's been treated and he is on the same transporter home and they are hoping to scope him again this week. Tony Hurley will then make a decision on whether he hops on the plane Wednesday week. That's nine days away. So they have nine days to turn Bolt for Brilliance around. He's 2.5 with the tab. Of course, if he doesn't happen to nominate next week for the first round of heats, you can get your money back if you back him. If he comes out, the market collapses inward. Queen Alida will become the new favourite alongside Majestioso. Horses like Just Believe and Parisian Artists come into play. So a massively important decision to be made by Tony Hurley, the trainer driver of Bolt for Brilliance. Keep up with us on our social media and of course on our shows this week on the Paceback 10.30 Wednesday and Thursday and we are back with winners 
on Friday. We'll try and keep you updated on all of these going-ons as we count down to the Inter-Dominions and, of course, the regional series for the New South Wales Breeders' Challenge. That's been On The Pace on a Monday morning. Hope you learnt some stuff. Wasn't it wonderful to hear from Nathan Turnbull and the joy a Group 1 victory can bring people in racing. As mentioned, we'll be back at 10.30 on Wednesday morning to talk about Bathurst on Wednesday night. If you're betting today, punt responsibly. Thanks for taking the time to listen in. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. Hurry to Sutton's Chalora, gwmhavel.com.au for three years free servicing and immediate delivery on select GWM Canon 4x4 Utes. T's and C's apply. Now, Bankstown, a large paint spill. Stacey Street, northbound in lane one at the Hume Highway. Armdell Park, a truck broken down. Great Western Highway, eastbound approaching Reservoir Road. And Shane's Park flooding has Stony Creek Road closed. Dyson's exclusive Black Friday offers are coming. Featuring limited time specials on Dyson technology. Don't miss out. Sign up for notifications now at dyson.com.au. I'm Ian Wallace. That's traffic on Sky Sports Radio.